Welcome to Nate's Take on Real Estate. I'm Nate Cody, a realtor with Park Place Homes in Midland, Michigan. I've noticed people love to talk about real estate. The good, the bad, and especially the ugly. So, why not podcast about it? Between bouts negotiating for clients like you, I interview noteworthy, knowledgeable guests about all kinds of topics in the world of real estate. From the practical, what do you do when a house fails an inspection? To the weird, you bought the house because it has a ghost? My guest today is Larry Levy, who is approaching icon status within the Midland cultural scene. Larry has directed, along with his wife Cheryl, over 20 peanut gallery productions at the Midland Center of the Arts, and he is regularly invited to poetry readings to share from his eloquent published works. All this on top of a long and fruitful career in and heading the English department at the nearby Delta College. Today, Larry and I discuss finding the house of their dreams, 13 years after Cheryl described it unseen, and how they came to purchase one of the oldest houses in town. So please, join Larry Levy and me on today's edition of Nate Takes on Real Estate. Well, hello, Larry. Nate, how are you? I'm doing well. Good. Good to be with you. So today, you're going to tell us about your current house. I can tell you, before we ever looked at this house, before we ever knew it was on the market, Cheryl had described it. Because we moved to Midland in 1977. We found a nice little Cape Cod, but almost from the moment we moved in, Cheryl said, this isn't really my dream house. The house that you did? The first one we we moved in. And I had no particular problem with it, but she did. So we had a realtor, uh, a very patient and kind and gracious man, who over the next 13 years would call us up and say, I think I've got something for you. (laughs) And we would go off all over Midland and look at these houses. And then after we see the house, Cheryl has very definite opinions about things and she knows what she wants. And without exception, uh, every single house, she would say, that's not what I'm looking for. That's not it. So finally, I don't know, after about, you know, 11 or 12 houses over the course of 13 years, I finally said to her, what exactly is it you're looking for? Yeah. She said, I would really like a Victorian farmhouse yeah. that's walking distance to the public library in town where she was employed. Of course. So my gut reaction was, well, where are you going to find that? I mean, <laughs> I, it sounded like something you might find out in the country. Right. Exactly. An old farmhouse. Yeah. And then not long after she said that, I think Cheryl may have heard or we received in the mail a description of this house. Yeah. We knew the family living here. Had you seen this house? Well, I was a runner, so I was running all over town. And the minute they got it, I thought, yeah, I've run by that house a lot. Yeah. While I, you know, was not displeased with where we were living, I I wouldn't say I was the kind of guy that really looked at houses the way Cheryl did. Right. So anyway, but I did know which house they were talking about, and I knew that their daughter and our son were classmates. Their daughter had actually helped uh, choreograph one of our early peanut gallery shows. She was a dancer. The lady of the house was a dance instructor. Okay. The room we are sitting in now was her dance studio, in fact, as it turns out. And you were working at Delta at and the I was, time? I was full-time at Delta College. Okay. You know, and making, I would say, for a community college teacher, 
decent money, and Cheryl's at the library. So we have two incomes. Yep. We've got two kids who eventually are going to go to college. And, and the house we're living in, which Cheryl didn't care for, right. was you know something we could readily afford. And we had an idea what we were looking for and what the ceiling might be mm-hmm. for what we could afford. Anyway, uh, we, we got in the mail, typed maybe four or five pages of description of this house by the Ritchie family who had been living here themselves for about 13 years when they were informed, Mr. Ritchie, that he was being transferred. So this, the lady of the house was the dance instructor in this very room. And so you had a tie into them through the... We had a tie-in with their daughter mainly because we knew that she had been dancing all her life. And now, you know, we were aware that they were living in this house. And, and Cheryl had mentioned something about, you know. Well, let, they, me, let me ask you, how did they know to send you guys this type letter? I, you know, I think Cheryl must have mentioned that we were must looking. Have. yes. And as far as I know, they sent it out only to a few couples. And your poor uh, realtor wasn't the one behind this, this they poor were, guy. They were selling it themselves. <laughs> yeah, they were going to sell it themselves. I feel for them, but that's good. Go yeah, ahead. I know. Uh, well, we felt for them, too. When we ended up selling our house, I believe we worked through him. Right. But anyway, so here's this house up for sale. Cheryl somehow knew of the two other couples, both probably wealthier than we were. Right. One, I'm quite sure, uh, a lawyer at Dow. So Cheryl was immediately interested. She was interested. And and you uh, are being, going to be pulled along, not against your will, but... I'd been going along with Cheryl for 13 years to look at houses, <laughs> well, you know. and uh, I there wasn't entirely sure what we were looking for. Yeah. I do know that you know we saw a lot of newer homes that I didn't think had any particular yeah. uh, attraction, yep. didn't offer all that much more than I thought we already had. Yeah. But anyway, so we came over to this house, which I had never been in, and in fact, the door that you walked in was the door where we came and rang the doorbell, but even before... Paris Ritchie, Mrs. Ritchie came to the door. I'm just looking at the door. I'm no builder, but I can see it's oak. Yeah, you can recognize quality. It's got beveled glass. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I don't know if I had read the description of the house that they had put out for us, but um, anyway, she welcomes welcomes us into the living room, and the phone rings, so she excuses herself to go answer the phone and I am just looking at the high ceiling the oak floors the oak trim the French doors with their beveled glass the stained glass window that you're facing as you come in there in the in the dining room yeah just everywhere I look I'm seeing things that we're like nothing else we had seen in 13 years because and, there really is nothing yeah else. there's <laughs> nothing else like that around here and and in addition it's very short walking distance yeah. to Cheryl's work. Yeah. It's a farmhouse. I mean, go ahead and describe so, this house on the hill. For well, us. Any, I mean, we're standing there looking at this and uh, yeah, up on a hill, block from the library, a block, from, a block the from the center for the arts and the gardens and Dow gardens. And uh, we were already becoming active in peanut gallery. Mm-hmm. I was about to join her and get active in peanut gallery and spend a good hunk of time uh, directing plays with her for the next 20, 30 years. But when Mrs. Ritchie went to answer the phone, we stood there in silence for a minute. And uh, as I recall, we were looking around when I said to her, 
this is what you've been talking about. And she says, I think so. I mean, we hadn't seen yeah. anything but the living room, a little bit of the dining room. I think the high ceilings really impressed me. Yeah. I mean, we just didn't see. They don't make houses like that, especially. So Mrs. Ritchie came back, you know, showed us through the dining room into the kitchen, which again, the wood floor, the wood ceiling, which I thought was very unusual. Right. Modern appliances, but everything else about it had the feel of a farmhouse. Yep. A well-kept farmhouse. A well-kept farmhouse. Yeah. I've, I've shown a lot of farmhouses that are on the other side of well-kept. Yeah. And if you had all, you know, if you had almost unlimited funds or a lot of funds, you could really bring them back into something beautiful. But it's much better to have an already well-kept farmhouse, yes. Well, yeah. And when she brought us back into the room we are now sitting in, yep. which had, as I say, been her actual dance studio yep. we learned a little bit more about it that it was uh, an addition to the house not part of the original house originally not winterized it had been kind of a screened in summer right. porch with the at least still we've done some renovating now but some of these windows were there and had been there when the richies bought the house yep. and as it turns out it's a home that uh as near as we know was built somewhere in the 1870s that's so wow. so it predates Herbert Dow, and anything that predates Herbert Dow is getting into lumbering and farming Midland. Yep, yep, uh, absolutely. And this, and this was indeed a farm owned by the McGregor family. And at the time, was quite a distance from downtown Midland. This wasn't downtown. This was a working farm. Yeah. I once, now, where was the working farm? Because we are on a hill. Well, there uh, were no other houses here. There was no East Park and West Park. So it was kind of, yeah, was so out in the to country. the south and east a little bit, there's some flatter. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, there was a, uh, I would say to the west of us, there was a barn with livestock. To the back of us, we have a little pony barn. I'm not sure that was part of the McGregor's, yeah. but uh, although it might have been, and then added on to. After the McGregor's, I, I don't know, I can't remember all the names of all the families, but really I want to say maybe from 1870 to 1990, when we're looking at it and thinking whether we want to put a bid in on it, Sure, it had, it had maybe five or six owners. Yeah. So people who had lived here had lived here for a while. And cared for it. Yeah, the Arbery family had lived here for a long, long time. Apparently it had been a beautiful garden at one time that owners after the Arbery's just couldn't keep up with it yep. or afford gardeners. Yep. They right. would do the work themselves. And when we moved in and started doing some chopping away, the neighbors all kind of joked about it and said, yeah, the people before you got started like that. And then after a while just gave up, <laughs> but we, we decided it's something to keep up with. Yeah. It was easier you know, at the time we were moving in, I was a lot younger, yeah. and I would say for the foreseeable future, this is home. This is it. We've oh, had it's... people say, "Let us know when you want to sell." You know, we're inter we'd be interested in buying and stuff like that. But when I think about where we would go if we were to leave this house, we feel so comfortable here. Yeah, and have from the moment we moved in, there was some renovation that had to happen. We realized there was leak in the roof. We that was a huge project right away. Sure, that we hadn't counted on. But fortunately, nothing else required repair. But Larry, take us back. You're mm -hmm. standing in there. Yeah. The lady of the house goes to answer the phone. Yeah. I say to Cheryl. If you, okay, you yeah. look at Cheryl. And I say, this is what you've been looking for. And yeah. she says, yeah. And I said, this kind of reminds me of my grandfather and grandmother, the house they probably lived in in Rochester, New York, smaller, Yep. smaller than this. And Cheryl, the same thing. I'm not sure at the time we were 
quite aware that it was an 1875 or 6 built yep. farm, a working farm. I don't think we knew that. Now, these, it, these were not dirt farmers. They had some good times to be able to build. Yeah, yeah. You know, this didn't start out as a shack. Uh, no, as far yeah. as I know. Yeah. And we do have some pictures from about 1890. Yeah when the McGregors were still living here. Yeah. And I would say with some changes that have been made, particularly that screened-in front porch or the windowed-in front porch right. was not part of it then, but the house is recognizable. Oh, it's... And, and yeah. it looks extremely well-built. It does. It is. Um, in the picture, it does not appear to be particularly on a rise. It, it doesn't look much like it's on a rise, but uh, as you know, I mean, it's absolutely. You, we're sitting, we're sitting here on the in the back room that I guess was a three seasons room, kind of, or might be called that, mm-hmm. but all nice for four seasons, and it's just a nice slope from every angle. We yeah, look back toward yeah. the garden or this way or that yeah, way, and and, and as you well know, Midland has from time to time had its flooding. Yeah. And just over that way, I guess that's west. Yeah. Before we had moved in here, we had looked at a house on Main Street, a beautiful older home, you know, those beautiful older homes that are down there. And I had gone down into the basement with the owner and well up from the river. Yeah. But I just made an offhand remark thinking it was a joke. I said, do you ever have problems with the river here? And he laughed and said, well, the water would have to be backed up to Mount Pleasant for the water to get in here. And within the next year or two, (laughs) the so-called hundred year flood happened. And as I later heard, that house had water up to the ceiling of the basement. It was completely, the river had come up so high. Well, it doesn't appear to be just a hundred year flood. No. Because we've now, the last couple of years... We've had a number of 100-year floods. Yeah. Maybe it, a couple 500 years thrown in there, too. Yeah. And, and uh, after we had moved in here and there had been quite a bit of rain, I don't know if, uh, you know, it was anything like 1986 or whenever that flood was, but a lot of people were having water problems around town. And we got a call. You know, we'd be happy to come take a look at your house and, and help you out with any water damage. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, we may be the highest spot in Midland, the, yeah. the kind of mound... That we are up on. And this. we could look into that because you very well might be. You might, I, Maybe you know, but uh, you very well might be the highest spot in Midland. Yeah, I, I, all I, I just remember joking with the guy that if, yeah. if we have water, then the entire town is underwater. <laughs> and Midland has bigger problems than bigger we Bigger problems than yeah. a, a leaky basement here um, or a sump pump. Do you have a sump pump? We don't. We yeah, do. Ha- we do it. have a dehumidifier that runs yeah. to get rid of the mustiness uh, down below, but we've never had that kind of problem. We did have gutter issues where water was getting in, but once we rerouted the gutters, we had the water come all the way down and out of the better gutter that we bought and shoot out into the middle of the front yard. So we d- we're not getting pooled water there right. at the corner of the basement. And so we don't have water there anymore. So you just gave them an offer and they took it? We went home. We <laughs> talked about it. They were asking, oh. So what year? Do you want to hear, the, yeah, hear the numbers? I want to hear the numbers, but if you're going to give us the numbers, you have to give us the years. This would have been 1990. So at this point, I'm a tenured full professor. I'm making about as much as I'm going to make. As you're going to make it. Yeah, yeah. and Cheryl's at the library and so on. And um, they're asking 149000 okay. for this house. Yep. In our theory had been that 120 might be as high as we would go, but we really liked this house. Right. And we'd been saying no for houses that we had looked at for 13 years. Right. But something about this one, and the ones we'd always looked at, 
because the realtor knew what our range was and at 120 was tops had always been showing us houses that were within that range. So right. now we're looking at something that is quite a bit more than we thought we could. But I just sat down with a pad of paper and I thought if we can sell our house for this much, I right. thought 75. I thought if we can sell 75, if we can get 75, then we can put down so much. I don't remember what we put down, but if we can put that down, sure. then I thought we could make monthly payments that would be manageable. Right. So that's what we did. And we didn't wait very long. I think we went home and really before we went to bed, yeah, we decided two things. One, that if we don't come forward pretty quickly, knowing the other two couples, we thought they're going to grab this house away right. from us. Right. There's nothing else quite like it. Yeah. And if they're interested in a house like this, it isn't like they've got other houses to look at other yeah. than this one. And the money won't be an issue for them the way it might for us. Right. We, we decided to meet their offer, to just offer them 149 Meet their asking price? Their asking price, exactly. Yeah. And I said, what if we offer low and then one of the other guys comes in and offers, you know, I don't want to get turned down. You're asking $149, we will give you 149 yeah. So uh, we'd seen it that morning, I think, and that evening we called them up and said, 149 it's a deal. We were very, very excited. So when we found this, financially we can swing this and we'll, let's do this and so on. And she says, you want to know something? I know where every piece of furniture yeah. is going to go. I said, I thought, are you joking? She says, no. no. As we're walking through it, I'm thinking about my grandfather's old couch, which yeah. was in the living room. And, and you know, i have actually talking to people mm -hmm. that found the right house that they didn't even know there was a right house. That is something you hear. It's yeah. like they walk in and their life fits into the house yeah. and they can just tell you where everything's going to fit. And it's almost like a calming thing. Yeah. I would say bingo. What yeah. you just said absolutely is right. I didn't realize it right away. You know, I grew into it, but you know, we've had people say, how has your marriage lasted so long? Do you never have quarrels? <laughs> well, we have quarrels. Sure. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, but I would say, you know, you learn to listen to each other. Yeah. If Cheryl has that opinion, and it's a strong one, I trust it. Yeah. So this was the house. Thank you so much. Very good. Very good. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us today. When you need a realtor, give me a call at 989 600 4214. Together, we'll get it done with both professionalism and a little bit of humor. Let me know if you have a topic you'd like me to cover on this podcast by dropping me a line or even better, stop by and see me at Park Place Homes at 1007 East Wackerly right here in Midland, Michigan. And for all you Facebookers, you can find me by searching for Nate Cody at Park Place Homes. And don't forget the A in Cody. It stands for, uh, what a good realtor. Keep your eye on the market and I'll see you out there.